I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. Thanks for being here. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I have Nancy with us, our guest. And she, unfortunately, was the victim of the grandparent scam. And you know how I've been telling you that these crooks are becoming much more sophisticated and much smarter about the way they approach us? Well, this particular incident is a perfect example of what I am talking about because these people just made Nancy believe that her grandchild was in trouble. So, Nancy, welcome. And thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us how this whole thing started? Okay. Well, on May 3rd, I received a phone call on my cell phone uh, saying it was my granddaughter who lives out of town. I didn't recognize her at first, and I, she said that she had been involved in an automobile accident, that she, her airbag went off and hit her nose. She might, wasn't sure if maybe her nose was broken, so that's why she maybe wasn't sounding like herself. She went on to tell me that uh, she was in this ac- auto accident while driving a friend home in that friend's car from a surgical procedure. She had hit another car with a mother and a seven-year-old daughter in it. Oh, dear. Uh, since my granddaughter admitted to looking at her phone, which caused the accident, she was arrested. She told me she could only make one phone call, so she called me, and she said that the friend she was driving from the hospital's father happened to be an attorney, that he would be calling me to explain what would happen. He then called me, introduced himself, I'm not going to give the name, and said that since my granddaughter had been using her phone, that they had arrested her. There had been bail or bond, I don't know if I get those mixed up, posted for $4,000, that if I wanted to get my granddaughter out of jail, I would need to send the money as soon as possible. When I asked how, he said I would need to go to a Walmart and purchase four $1,000 Walmart gift cards and then give him the numbers on the back. The nearest Walmart was 35 minutes away, so I drove there and did as he said and gave him the numbers on the back of the card. You were able to get the the four $1,000 gift cards from the Walmart that you went to. Yes. I At first, I, I misunderstood and got Visa Walmart cards, and so when I went to give him those numbers, he said, oh, no. You were, I told you, he was really kind of mad at me. I told you to get Walmart gift cards. So I had to go back in and take the cards I had purchased and ask them to change them to Walmart gift cards. And the lady at the desk was a little suspicious. And this guy posing as the attorney told me that they may question why I wanted $4,000. Uh-huh. So he suggested that I say that my granddaughter was graduating and that 
she was going to be moving and would need things for where she moved and that with Walmart, she could get everything that she needed from a Walmart. So another manager was called over and he did make the exchange from the Visa cards to the Walmart cards. And they told me I had to use my debit card to buy these. So anyway, I got through that and I went back out in my car and I called him and I gave him those numbers. So that was on Friday. The next day, he called to say that the accident that my granddaughter had been in had destroyed some city property and that initially the city was going to charge $14,000, but he was able to get it lowered to 8000 Oh, my. So I would need to go to two different Walmarts because Walmarts only allows you $4,000 in those cards to get the $8,000. Right. So I did drive then to two different Walmarts, which were each an hour away, and gave him the numbers of those eight cards totaling $8,000. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, he then told me, though, that the full $12,000 would be sent back to me, Uh that he was overnighting it and that I should receive it in a day or two. Well, the next day it didn't come and I called him. I said, can you trace it? And so he called me back and he said that the truck, I started to get suspicious here, I think. The truck had been uh, in an accident, and so it would be delayed another day or two. Oh, my goodness. These people have an answer for everything. They do. They do. Yeah. Then also, he told me that the seven-year-old girl had fractured her neck and was going to have to have surgery. So on Monday, over the weekend or Monday, he called me Monday morning, called to tell me that the little girl had died. (gasps) Oh, this is terrible. I know that my granddaughter was going to be charged with manslaughter, but that he had negotiated with her mother out of court for $38,000. And that if I could pay that, the case would be closed and my granddaughter would be free. He also told me that, yeah, that since my granddaughter was driving his car, that his insurance would cover the hospital and surgery costs. I told him I did not know how I could come up with that amount of money, but would look into it. So he told me to call him back once I was going to try to get a hold of my financial planner. I did call my financial planner and we worked out that I would have that amount of money in my account, but I still wasn't sure. You know, I said, I can't go to more Walmarts. So, well, you could mail that money. And I said, are you kidding me? what if that money got lost? And then I think I started to question the whole thing. And I said, I'm not sending you any more money until I get the 12,000 back that you said I would get back. Smart. Also, I went and looked up the name of this attorney in this city where my granddaughter lived. And there was someone listed with that name. Hmm. So I you know, that kind of confused me that, okay, there is somebody there. And I wasn't supposed to talk to anybody about this because there was a gag order or something, which, you know, I found out later that is phony. So I was stuck 
here trying to go through all this, worrying about my granddaughter, and especially with him telling me this little girl had been killed, how this was going to affect her the rest of her life. That's just terrible. Oh, yeah. the emotional roller coaster you must have been on throughout yeah. this horrible experience. Yes, I was I was really stressed from Thursday till Monday. I mean, I just felt like I was totally alone and having to try to do everything I could to help my granddaughter. So sure. when the money hadn't come Monday, I then decided to call my granddaughter. And I did. I had to leave a message because I was going to ask her what the last name of her friend was. I wasn't supposed to talk to her about this. I could talk to her about anything else, but not about what supposedly had happened. So I was going to call her and ask her what the last name of her friend was to see if it was the same name as this attorney. Well, by the time she called me back, I just, I said, oh, I know what I said. I said, what was the name of your friend that you took to, had to take to the hospital or take home from the hospital? She said, I didn't take anybody home from the hospital. So then I asked her more specific things about what supposedly happened. She said, that never happened. Wow. So that was Monday. And this guy was thinking that I was going to still try to get this $38,000. And so he called me three times Tuesday morning. I didn't answer the phone, but I always knew when he was calling, it would say no caller ID. But I did have two phone numbers, one when I was supposed to call him back with these credit card numbers. And when I'd call that number, they would say courthouse. And of course, that was I'm sure somebody, you know, answering the phone and saying that, and then they'd give it to him. Right. And then I had one other number where he called one day, and I didn't recognize the number, so I didn't answer it. And then I thought, oh, I bet that might be him. So I dialed it back, and and he did answer. Anyway, I called the police. They came over. I called your office, and or no, I think the sheriff's office recommended I call the FBI. And I called them and I filled out a report for them. And also I have um, a T-Mobile phone and my son used to work for T-Mobile and he said that they have a legal department, a fraud department. So I called them. They told me to mail the report. And so my son, because he used to work there, knows they could trace possibly trace these numbers. That'll be interesting to see if they can do that. You must have been so anxious that entire time wondering what could possibly go wrong next. I mean, that's just a horrific story that they spun out for you. I'm sorry I believed it. You know, it just, I was trying to save my granddaughter from being in jail, from um, being arrested from being having manslaughter charges, uh, you know, I mean, they just make it sound like, you know, if you don't do this, then she's going to yeah. have this on her record. What a and, nightmare. Uh, what a nightmare. Yeah. And they obviously borrowed the name of a legitimate attorney in the yep. area where your granddaughter lived. So that even made it seem more legitimate. Yeah. They, it, it sounds like they used two or three different people to contact you. First of all, the person pretending she was your grandchild, and secondly, the person pretending 
he was the attorney and then somebody answering the phone courthouse. So this was a multi-layer scam that they were running on you. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing no foreign accents. Everybody sounded like they both were living in the United States. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. This, this man sounded like he lived in the same city as my granddaughter. And he, he, uh, he said they even had my granddaughter come and stay overnight on Friday night that he and his daughter my granddaughter and his daughter were good friends and so they wanted to be together and you know he had some sympathy toward what she was going through i mean i there's so much more that i just think forget about at times that um you know these people they they just had their story really well laid out Uh and they even what to say when you went into walmart and i'm so happy that the employees in walmart did question you Uh, Uh they supposedly received training in this so i'm glad to hear that they did question you i'm curious did your financial planner have any suspicions or did you even tell him what the money was for well At first, I told him that I just had a family emergency and that I was, you know, going to need to have this amount of that 38000 deposited because I didn't know, you know, for sure, but I wanted to have it available if I needed right. it. So he, I actually wound up telling him or telling him about it as well. Or he, well, he said, this sounds suspicious to me, you know, um, uh-huh. and you know, and of course, why did my granddaughter call me instead of her father? Is right. another that should have been a red flag too. So you know, I'm going to be smarter. Hopefully, it never happens. But um. well, I'll tell you, uh, as I, I was telling Patty earlier before the show, I just got another phone call today. The same kind of scam. Uh Same kind of scenario. This was a grandchild who was supposedly in an automobile accident and broke her nose and her lips were damaged. So, of course, she didn't sound completely like herself. Anyway, they convinced this frantic grandparent to send $3,800 in cash by FedEx. And so, yeah, you were very smart to say, I'm not going to send cash because guess what happened? They were actually able to put a stop once this woman realized that this was a scam. She, She called the police and they were able to come over and they were able to stop the shipment of this money. Wow. They stopped the package, but now FedEx has lost the package. No. Yes. Well, you yes. know what's interesting in in this my situation is I had to use debit cards. You know, it was four thousand dollars three times, and I go online to look at my checking account, and that money shows that it had been requested, but it's it still has not been taken out of my account. It oh. says deferred, and I'm not sure. I guess I need to, I called them too when this all happened and they said, the guy I talked to then said nothing could be done, uh-huh. but I need, I guess I need to call and, and see what's going on with that because this has been over a week now. Yeah, and I that, would, yeah, I would definitely yeah. call. Uh-huh. So, 
And then, yeah, so I told you about the T-Mobile thing, didn't I? Yeah, that yes. we're going to check on those numbers, too. So, Well, that's probably why they wanted you to use that particular card, because they knew you'd have to use your debit card to pay mm -hmm. for it, and you can't stop payment on a debit card. It's like giving somebody cash. Right, right. So if you'd used it's, a credit card, you might have been able to put a stop to it. Right. I, oh, you're yeah. right. But yeah. I still don't know why this hasn't been taken out of my account, but I'll find out about that, and I can maybe yeah. let you know. That would be very interesting. Well, Nancy, I am so sorry for what you have gone through. What an ordeal. But I really do want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this. And by doing that, hopefully you are stopping this from happening to other people out there because clearly this is going on right now in Santa Barbara. It's no coincidence that I got two phone calls about this very same scam within uh -huh. a two-week period. So, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for warning others about this. I really, really appreciate you doing that. Well, you're welcome. I just, you know, when it was over, I, of course, to lose that amount of money is, is a lot for me. But the only other part of it was it was such a relief to know that it hadn't actually happened. Yeah. From my granddaughter's standpoint, to know that she had killed a seven-year-old child. That's and true. And how that would affect her. So yeah. that, I was really more relieved and, you know, not okay, but at least that was you know, not true. Anyway, but um, thank you for having this program, and I'm glad to have been able to help. Thank you so Thanks very so much. much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. So, listeners, if you have been taken in by a scam or you know someone who has, please step up, call Vicki, and let her know so that we can together stop these scams by sharing the information with others. And Vicki, would you give our listeners your number? Of course. I am at 805-568-2442. And again, 805-568-2442. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say next week, Vicki. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.